The Star Wars galaxy is growing bigger than ever, with the stakes getting higher as we approach Ahsoka, which will have significant implications for the Mandoverse. But to gain a deeper understanding, shows like Rebels are essential. Which episodes should you watch? And what is going to happen in Dave Filoni's Star Wars movie? We have the answers. Welcome to Star Wars Uplink, your place for everything Star Wars gaming, the TV shows, and the movies. Let's jump in. Just you reconsider playing that message for him. So I think Mandalorian Season 3, among all of its different, like, revelations, we really got a look at how Dave Filoni and Jon Favreau are expecting things to connect throughout the Star Wars universe. Mm. We're seeing a lot more of, like, Rebels and Clone Wars stuff, obviously, Dave Filoni's involved, as well as things from Mandalorian go into stuff like Book of Boba Fett, which we, we have thoughts on that, but it is a very deep connection when it comes to Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. So much so that it felt like Mando season 2.5 in that. Mm -hmm. Book of Boba Fett. Like two to three episode mm -hmm. run of Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. But I think what's really showing is where they want to go and what their expectations are when it comes to this. And I think they're going for, I mean, they all but say this. They're looking at like, how can we have our Marvel moment within Star Wars? Mm. But instead of having it in the movies, we're having it in the TV shows. Mm. I would say that that's... A better uh, way yeah. to do it <laughs> um <laughs> and it really does feel like it will conclude like there will mm -hmm. be like this is just a moment in star wars time yeah. that we're just having fun mixing all the pot together we're mm -hmm. doing this big old jambalaya or something yeah. that we're just throwing everything <laughs> into this pot but it will come to an end mm -hmm. um with the movie yeah i feel like they're really playing around with like you said they're playing around with all these different bits and pieces throughout the galaxy and mm -hmm. we're really seeing that come into more of a like a focus Dave Filoni John Favreau they both have an idea of where they want to go and Dave Filoni knows that the movie that he's going to be working on is like the ultimate mix of all of these efforts and they say this in this interview. Uh, this comes from Star Wars Newsnet, which um, they kind of did a summary of it from the Entertainment Weekly interview and really brought some of the big highlights up into it. Talking with Entertainment Weekly, Filoni revealed that he and Favreau are still in the process of figuring out how their library of characters are going to intersect, though they've had plans for a big event like this for some time. Hmm. Quote, we're in the right area, Cone. We are definitely in the right space. I think it's going to be a clamoring of characters saying, how do I get in this picture? And that's what John and I have been figuring out interesting i would have thought that they had this more planned out but <laughs> you know what seeing the last season of uh mandalorian so far mm -hmm. that checks out that checks yeah out. and i think that's where star wars and marvel really differ hmm. in marvel they know exactly where they're heading and what needs to happen on the way to that right and that is definitely a way to write things. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that's also some of the, the the holdbacks when it comes to Marvel stuff. Like they do really limit themselves in terms of like how far they can go in one direction or the other. Mm. It's very much we need to do this because we need to have this character. And this character needs to go here. And this character needs to go here. And these things need to happen so these characters need to go here. Like that's kind of how they do it with Marvel. But in Star Wars, it's always been like this. Well, George Lucas had somewhat of a plan of where he wanted to go he didn't know that like luke skywalker and leia were going to be that big of like siblings or that big of a focus in the story at least that's how we see from what he wrote but obviously in interviews he's flushed it off kind of like I, I think i knew where i was going <laughs> but i was watching an interview with george lucas recently and he was talking about how when he was writing the 
original trilogy obviously he had like inklings of the story from the prequels in his brain but he was like i didn't know those characters or like where they went like Mm -hmm. i knew some of the steps that they took to get them to what where they were in the original trilogy but obviously until i sat down and started writing it that's where it really came to flesh out yeah we're pretty much seeing the same history Mm -hmm. of star wars all over again it's great i think that's what makes star wars so unique they get to play around with a lot of different takes and like you get this canvas someone over here has already like built a like uh, a victorian village or whatever right and this person over here has built like if you look at andor they've built like this earthy war zone <laughs> and then you look at like rogue one which is in that same space as well solo is getting a little bit away but still has that earthy like gritty take and you look at something like mandalorian where it's like okay let's make like a let's make a big collaborative piece over here where we have many different styles Mm -hmm. in this own little art piece it's all part of the same canvas but it's very much each person has a take on what star wars is to them Mm -hmm. getting back to the mandoverse it's kind of like this (laughs) i mean going off of your analogy yeah that you're going with it's almost like this sci-fi western that we've got here mm-hmm. but it is that collaboration of like a whole bunch of different takes and people and yeah all of that um someone's going to lean more into the samurai aspect right. or someone's going to lean more into the sci-fi aspect and someone's going to really lean more into the western aspect mm-hmm. like all these different bits and pieces are going to have different flavors yeah and it's going to be really interesting to see how they bring that all together because i see more of like that samurai aspect in like ahsoka because mm-hmm. we got that a oh, lot definitely. more in the ahsoka stuff that we did or get to see and then you get more of like i would say even more westerny in um book of boba fett and so there was like a lot oh, of yeah. that like desert sort of yeah. thing going on with <laughs> I mean, I, how many, Vanth like, and, yeah they uh, have the freaking shootout at the end of the season yeah yeah uh, and then we got mando it's just something more he's become a bit more sci-fi i would say mm-hmm. like he's a lot more of the like I don't know. I mean, he's the he's the dude on the run, sort of. But like, yeah, it started off super western, mm-hmm. but now it's and then kind season of two went out. more samurai, yeah. and then season three is way more sci-fi. Mm-hmm. So I think we're just gonna get all these different things meshed together mm-hmm. in the coming in the coming shows. So it's gonna be really interesting. Um, yeah. And on, on that note, they also go on to say, growing up with the original films, Return of the Jedi was the end. But then you're always like, but what happens next? And then with episode seven was set many years later when I was a kid, I would never would have thought it would have been that much later. But it made sense. It created an opening where you go, wow, so a lot of things that we knew before are probably in there. How do we excavate that? Hmm. I think that's a really good piece mm-hmm. in terms of like what they're really looking at. I mean, if you look at the extended universe, you have the heir to the the empire and that whole that's basically like the sequel trilogy original like it picks up directly maybe a couple years after return of the jedi but that's where it like really picks off it's playing with han luke leia it's playing with these key key people as they real rebuild this new republic john favreau also says this as we are getting deeper and deeper into this you start to have to really map things out and figure out what that story is and then have those characters fulfill what their growth cycle is and what their mythic hero's journey is that's always been George Lucas's base. He's a student of Joseph Campbell. How does it fit into the narrative that has this hero's journey? And so as we have more and more characters line up, you have to figure out how these characters are arcing and if it feels ultimately like a Star Wars story. I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that they're going into the character arcs that was really so important yeah. to... In that interview with George Lucas yeah. I was watching, yeah. like it's basically like a love fest on 
Joseph Campbell mm-hmm. and the hero's journey. Because that, that like when you look at it, like I mean, there's a quote from George Lucas that says, I'm telling a very old story in a new way. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the idea of like how legends get built. Mm-hmm. So you have this core message that you retell in different ways throughout the years. I think we're at a really interesting time, at least with Mandalorian especially. I feel like they're definitely planning bigger things down mm-hmm. the line. Oh, yeah. But they didn't have either the time that they needed with Pedro Pascal. Yeah. And just they didn't quite have it where they could make it, it about him again mm-hmm. and make it about this journey and this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just they couldn't make it the hero's journey. Yeah. Right they now. couldn't make it the thing that they needed to make. Mm-hmm. And that's for multiple reasons. I've heard that um, John Favreau and Kathleen Kennedy had some creative differences in terms of where they wanted the character to go. Hmm. So I assume some of that in terms of the direction that Mandalorian season three went is ultimately like the friction and the struggles with Pedro Pascal's filming schedule and all of that stuff coming to real fruition. It's amazing that it got put out, but I feel like they're like, we need a, we need another season. And that's mm-hmm. why Book of Boba Fett had Mando in it. It's like mm-hmm. they couldn't get Pedro Pascal in until Mandalorian season three like mm. was able to like really go into production so they're like well we need to have moments we have a little bit of time with Petro Pascal so let's get him in here and let's build this out in this show mm-hmm. so we can have more of that story told hmm. because it's going to be a while until we tell his story again I guess looking at things from that perspective like from taking a step back it makes sense the decisions they make mm-hmm. um back to the whole like hero's journey thing I almost wish I mean, maybe this is kind of off topic, but you cr- you cr- you redirect me if I'm getting off topic. But in Mandalorian season three, I really kind of feel like they should have put that hero's journey effort into the Mandalorians themselves and yeah. this creating of a new Mandalore. You know, mm-hmm. like I really kind of wish that that could have been the main character. Yeah, that it seemed they were trying to uh, do. Yeah. There was just so much going on mm-hmm. in that season that it was like, well, we have. Like it's basically like they poured out their entire toy box mm-hmm. and we're like, there are a lot of Mandalorians here. Yeah. It's like <laughs> but also Jack over- Black's over there right. and we really want to have him in here too. <laughs> uh, like all of the, but like Mandalorian isn't there. Like we have, we have the Mandalorian figure that's him with the mask on and not him without the mask. It's mm. like, okay. Like that, that's how, like they've always used the analogy of like the Mandalorians, them playing with toys, but making it a Star Wars show. Hmm, Yeah. That's always been the roots Mm -hmm. of what that is. And then like bringing it back to the Mando movie, like we're going to see all of these bits and pieces, all the Ahsoka skeleton crew, like they're really mentioning how all of these things are going to come together. And how we're going to see bits and pieces from Skeleton Crew come into Ahsoka and then Ahsoka mm-hmm. come into Mandalorian and the Mandalorian come into all of the other shows as well. Right. We're going to see more of that come together as we get closer to what this movie is going to be. It makes me a little nervous that there is such a weight on this movie mm-hmm. already. Oh, yeah. When we but don't it's even, a Star Wars movie. Of course there's going to be weight on it. We don't even know like what these other three shows that are coming out i mean we have ahsoka we have skeleton crew and we've got mando season four and we got mando season four mm-hmm. do you think i guess acolyte's not going to be a part of that no acolyte's its own thing so we've got these three sh- seasons of shows yeah um this is a lot it is and like we don't know the characters i hope they know what the characters are yeah. like um uh, so that hopefully they can 
get ahead of things. But mm-hmm. man, like that, ooh, there's still so much in the air that we don't know. There's a lot. And I think that's what makes it so exciting mm-hmm. is because they have all these different bits and pieces. And uh, I think John Favreau, Dave Filoni has, has said, I think it was John Favreau because he said he's already written this fourth season of Mandalorian. And I think he said that there's going to be bits and pieces from Skeleton Crew and Ahsoka and Book of Boba Fett, that all these pieces are coming in together as we get... I feel like Mando is the foundation of all these shows. They're going to set things up. They set up Ahsoka, and Ahsoka's getting her own TV show. They set up Book of Boba Fett, and he got Book of Boba Fett. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to see kind of like that web come back, Mm -hmm. and then I I assume in season four we're going to see more of those bits and pieces come together. Right. And then lead it on to whatever happens in the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. But I assume there's still going to be maybe another season of Ahsoka or maybe another season of Mandalorian Mm -hmm. to really get us even closer to that that movie. Mm -hmm. Because that movie is like the end cap of what they've all set up. And knowing Dave Filoni, he's not going to want to just finish. You know, like he's going to stretch that out. Uh He's going to want to play with his Ahsoka toy for yeah a while oh yeah (laughs) he's gonna be like how can we put ahsoka into Mm. the origins of the new jedi (laughs) order (laughs) i think she's there (laughs) speaking of like all of these different bits and pieces and, and what the characters are doing we mentioned ahsoka we mentioned all these different characters we have rebels which is the foundation of what ahsoka comes to obviously mando really like the mando introduced her as a character in live action Mm -hmm. but where she really got fleshed out other than clone wars where we get to see a very young like really learning who she is ahsoka we see her become that person who she is and what action she's going to take in rebels Mm -hmm. so we see ahsoka as this much more (laughs) mature Mm -hmm. um leader uh she's I mean, we first see her as kind of the code name yeah. Fulcrum. Yeah. Uh, we all gasped when we found out, oh, oh my, my gosh, gosh, it's Ahsoka helping Yeah, the team. even on the rewatch, that whole moment it's is so, so satisfying. Good. Yeah. so good. Yeah, but we see that she's um, heav- heavily involved in the Rebels and mm-hmm. uh, just Oh, those... yeah. More so than you'd probably think. Mm-hmm. I get the feeling, well, just kind of revisiting Rebels and things... I don't feel like we see a whole lot of what she does, mm-hmm. but at least in the early seasons, yeah. for sure. But you do get the sense that, like, oh no, she's like heavily involved in the. Yeah, what is it? Season is it season three or season four that she really like gets into the whole like world between worlds, mm-hmm. and we really see more of that, the bits and pieces of what ultimately we're going to be seeing in this new era when it comes to the Mandoverse. Mm-hmm. Just with the mention of World Between Worlds, I kind of think they're going to play more with that in oh, Ahsoka. Oh, my Because I'm pretty sure we saw something I've, of it. Yeah, so the the Sith dude, mm-hmm. or the guy with the reddish, orangish lightsaber that uh, Ahsoka faces, that is in the World Between Worlds. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like That is the visual that we see is her approaching him in the world between worlds and we see it just like right off the bat of the ahsoka trailer we see her like do the super freaking cool like lightsaber Mm -hmm. twisty thing twisty thing falls to the ground like i'm pretty sure that's where she really goes back to find more of the roots and more Mm -hmm. of like the history around the jedi and the world between worlds and Mm -hmm. the force and how that all moves together we're 100 gonna see more of that yeah goodness we also get in rebels um her facing off with Vader and just kind of coming to terms with Mm -hmm. 
what her old master has become. Yes. Um, and I think it's interesting uh, rewatching that, like the first time they have this like force connection, Darth Vader knows her, mm-hmm. but she doesn't recognize the force that is in him, mm-hmm. just that it's familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very that fascinating. Was, that's it's fun. so good. It's yeah. so good. It is. Ah. And then in terms of what Ahsoka is going to be doing, Mm -hmm. Dave Filoni, they've been doing some really good interviews recently, but Dave Filoni had some really fun stuff about like what's going to be brought into and what episodes or seasons to watch from Rebels Mm. when it comes to what you should know. (laughs) Quote, I would start probably with the episode Jedi Knight, where the sad things happen to Kanan. Mm -hmm. Even if you didn't understand what that was, it would propel you forward. If you want, if you just watched season four, you'd be set you can start with that and you can get that these rebels are fighting this tyrannical empire and that would get you everything and everybody you need you don't need to do the entire gamut of rebels but you should once you watch that you'll be like well i'm gonna watch it all yeah i've been very aware when writing these things that you don't need to have seen any of it not that if you don't want to but i want you to but you don't have to (laughs) yeah funny so yeah definitely comes Things come into play at the end of mm-hmm. Rebels. That's season yeah. four. And I, there's always been rumors and rumblings on like, what if they continued it? What would happen? And I think there was always that effort of like, maybe we should get a season five. Hmm. But we never got a season five. We did get the season four. And there was a lot that happened there. And I think it's so fascinating to see all of the different connecting pieces that come from Rebels season four. Because you have Thrawn and his big efforts. You have Ahsoka and what she's doing with World Between Worlds and her absence as she goes forward in time to try to save Ezra. Now we're going to see that come into play in the Ahsoka show. We're also going to see Ezra and Thrawn come into play as they go uh, into the outer worlds Mm -hmm. or outer worlds wilds and the the lost or the wildlands of the galaxy we're going to see their efforts we're going to see sabine really take into take into consideration her history with the mandalorians mm-hmm. her history as like a bounty hunter what does she do and could she be seen in future instances of the mandalorian right i'm surprised we haven't seen her already in the it's mandalorian true but i think we're going to see, like we mentioned last episode, Zeb mm-hmm. in The New Republic. Mm-hmm. We're going to see more of these characters take a bigger role in this budding Republic. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> you mentioning mm-hmm. Sabine, it's like, that's true. Why haven't yeah. we seen her yet? I forgot what she was a Mandalorian crap? until this rewatch. Uh-huh. I was like, oh my gosh, why <laughs> haven't we seen her already? And she's not like, yeah, I was. No, no, no. no she, she is, is a Mandalorian and she frequently brings it up Mm -hmm. so yeah why haven't we seen her especially in this last episode like this last season of mando when they kind of think that like when they're getting all the people together to fight on fight for mandalore Mm -hmm. that she would have been there Mm -hmm. but i think that's due to it just being like a hey we've got all these mandalorians together let's go meet up and take back mandalore Right. Instead of like, let's find all the Mandalorians, Book of Boba Fett, all that right. stuff. They didn't go in that direction. Mm-hmm. It was just, wow, our ha- a planet we, is We could probably inhabitable? take it back, right, guys? Yeah, we can do yeah, this. let's do it. <laughs> You're a clan, we're a clan, let's join <laughs> up and do it. <laughs> Yeehaw. Yeah. Um, he also mentions like some of the process in writing mm-hmm. this Ahsoka season, because he's written all the episodes mm-hmm. and will, I assume, direct most of them in addition to writing he also confirmed to collider that he will be directing more than one episode of the season 
While he wouldn't provide the total number of episodes in the season, Ray Stevenson did in a separate interview that there will be eight of them. This could hint at Filoni directing three episodes, as the list revealed at Star Wars Celebration included six names. Filoni, Steph Green, Rick Famuyiwa, Peter Ramsey, Jennifer Getzinger, and Gita Patel. When asked by Collider about the runtime, though, Filoni did say while they do like to have tight runtimes to keep the momentum going, the current cuts of the episodes could be, on average, slightly longer than The Mandalorian's. Quote, that's an interesting question. I would say it's pretty relative when you do this kind of work. One thing John and I are very adamant about is when we is we try to cut it down and strip it down to keep it moving. It's definitely a faster and more intense rule than George has. My episodes have actually started pretty long, you know, because I wrote them all, so they are a little different. Probably relative to the other stuff that I've written and done, like the episode The Jedi. If it's going to be tight and fast because I need the action to work, it's going to be shorter. But I would say they are in the same range as the Mandalorian episodes. Maybe on average a little longer. But I honestly don't know where they are right now. <laughs> in the most recent cuts I've done, but I would say it's in the same range. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think we all kind of want at this point, now that they've really cemented themselves in the, the TV show storytelling, mm-hmm. I think we all want them to be longer. Oh, yeah. Because I think if the individual episodes of Mandalorian Season 3 were longer in general... They would have been better. Mm-hmm. It would have gotten more of the story and more. Mm-hmm. We just would have got more. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like that, especially in the last two episodes, like you have the one episode where, like, oh my gosh, they took Din Djarin and then Grogu shows up like immediately in the next mm-hmm. episode. I, I feel that was a limitation on how short the episodes were in general. It's interesting that he specifically said that if he was doing like action, it makes it shorter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. You feel that. Mm-hmm. You, you do yeah it, it's almost like action throws off the pacing oh my gosh yeah and i think that's very indicative when we look at stuff like mandalorian season three where they just put in action like oh my gosh and now a big alligator comes over and they have to attack it mm-hmm. oh my gosh a big pterodactyl <laughs> comes over and they have to go chase it oh my gosh a big monster came out of the ground and like now we have to go underground like yeah they use action to progress the story quicker rather than saying, okay, we're going to take our time and let's, let's work through this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So very interesting. Hopefully that doesn't mean that they are going to cut down mm-hmm. what he has written yeah. by putting action in there. <laughs> oh my gosh. They have a light, a dinosaur. Yeah. So that's, Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if that's more of like a Disney making them be like, no, it has to be this long. Probably. Hmm. But yeah, I think it's exciting to see what Ahsoka is going to bring when it comes to Rebels and what that's going to be like. And I'm really excited and I'm really happy through my rewatch. Mm-hmm. And I, I would just want to say this as someone who dropped out of Rebels originally. I know. Shame me. And you missed out on the best season. I missed out on the best season. <laughs> but... As someone who dropped out originally, coming back to it now, out of the headspace of, I, I was going from like, I watched all of Clone Wars and I immediately went to Rebels and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is different. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I, I wasn't, I, I, I wasn't really mature enough at the time to like mm-hmm. really appreciate the level of storytelling that they have in Rebels because they do stuff so well. 
And I and even the filler episodes that I thought were filler when I originally watched it, I'm like, man, that's that's interesting to see the different connections between Kanan and Ezra and like all the different interpersonal stuff that they mm-hmm. do. It's worth it. Go back and watch Rebels now because it is so good. And it's a good like just put on while you're washing dishes or whatever kind of show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really doesn't demand too much of your attention, mm-hmm. but it still is. But it rewards you for it. Yeah, it still is really, really good. Mm-hmm. But with that, thank you all so much for watching and listening to this episode of Star Wars Uplink. We greatly appreciate all your support. You can listen to us wherever you find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, you name it. You can find us on it as well as watch all of our videos and the video version of the podcast on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Star Wars Uplink. And you can find us on social media as well at Star Wars Uplink. As always, hey, thanks for listening. And may the Force be with you.